Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world, welcome to the show. This is the Millennial Millionaire Podcast, and I am your host, Stephen Cohen. This podcast is focused on bringing some of the wisest minds from across the globe to discuss concepts, strategies, and ideals that will lead them to be top performers in their respective industries and their lives. This show is for the millennials and millennials at heart to transcend their mindset, their health, and their income to the next level. We are so excited to have you on this journey with us. Welcome to the show. What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Millennial Millionaire. Today, we have another special guest, a mentor of mine for the last eight years, Mr. Michael Rojas. Michael is a serial entrepreneur, holistic practitioner, a spiritual guidance mentor, and life coach to many. He is the owner of Drumbeat of Life and Unicorn Life School and has a very interesting background when it comes to the technology space and how he has transcended his career into the holistic and coaching mentality space. So, Michael, thank you so much for coming on the show, Hey, Stephen. Good to be here. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. We've been working together for pretty crazy, basically, since I've got into solar, <laughs> about seven, eight years. Right. And, uh, you know, it's been super cool to have you as support. But for those that aren't as familiar with you as I am, maybe give the viewers a little bit of background about who you are, what you're about, and the, the work you do. Um, so it's been a, a pretty interesting journey. I was reflecting on this earlier today and last night. I've, I've really been blessed on this, this journey of life. Um, you know, like most of us, wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth, right? But yet just discovered, you know, that there is a way to live in alignment to where we are flourishing. And, um, but for me, it uh, came about by first being in the, in the corporate arena. So I have uh, undergrads in uh, computer science, mechanical engineering, postgrad in uh, business development and marketing. And so I lived that life for 14 years in San Francisco, um, you know, heading up some of the marketing teams for software companies, and then also being part of um, software startup companies, which was really cool. Um, and it was a great journey. Um, however, in that, what I discovered is, well, all the externals looked wonderful. Everything was flourishing. You know, on, on paper, everything looked great. A house in San Francisco, house done, down in Laguna, on a plane every week. It looked good. Um, but internally, I was just, just dying, mm. right? Just literally suffering. And uh, so at that point in time, about 2004, I just realized I had to do something different. And so at that point, it was like, okay, let me figure this out. And so that, and that started my journey of this inward discovery, which is what we're all really looking for in the long run, right? So, you know, now when I work with folks, you know, part of that discussion is, um, you know, really understanding, creating that balance in life, right? So we're all looking to, to, to um, succeed and thrive in whatever ways work for us. However, it's so easy to become hyper-focused on that to where we're out of um, alignment with everything that consists of life. So for me at that point, after that 14 year journey, it was like at the age of 40, right? And so that's what happens with a lot of folks that, you know, that midlife crisis kind of thing. And so that's what it was for me. It was like, okay, now I need to do something different. And then that's what put me on to this other journey that I've been on since 2004 of really just tapping into um, you know, the, the divine, right? The unseen, working at this, what for many will think is kind of out there, but it's like, it's not out there once you really understand that it's simply science doesn't understand everything that is part of this uh, omniverse. Yeah, no, 100%. And I think it's really powerful, especially for a lot of the viewers. You know, a lot of them are, are younger entrepreneurs, sales professionals, people out there um, going out there and trying to make a living or make something out of themselves. 
And even me over the last eight, nine years, I remember the first part of my career. And, you know, I talked to you about this a lot. It was really just money, money, money focused on, you know, growing the business. And the challenge thing, challenging thing is, I think Tony Robbins says this, he says that fail, uh, success without uh, fulfillment is the ultimate failure. Absolutely. And I feel like, especially in today's generation and social media and the hustle mentality and the hustle culture, people get lost in their work. They get lost in their job, which is important. You want to dedicate yourself to your dreams and your goals, but not at the cost of your sanity and your peace and your mindfulness. So something that you've really been an anchor in my life, Michael, this last seven, eight years is, yes, you always give me good counsel when it comes to business advice and, and stuff to do, but you really create the space for me to have an objective standpoint, not just what's going on in my business, but what's going on in my life. Because yeah. I think we can all agree if you're having a business problem, it's not necessarily you're having a business problem, you're having a life problem that's affecting your business. Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly right. And that's what happens to us. Um, so these days I focus on working with entrepreneurs, uh, small business owners, and helping them in creating that balance. Uh, and that balance really is about the balance of life. So while money's fantastic, you know, it's it's only one of what I refer to as the five buckets. So for me, I identify it as, you know, that we work on ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially. And in order for us to truly be in union with ourself, you know, it's how am I feeding my soul? How am I tending to myself? And that's something that we don't do once a week. That's something we do every day, right? And so people that are, you know, have them that ability to to achieve at a high level we're able to achieve at a high level because we're pouring into all of those buckets. Yeah, no, absolutely. We talk a lot about balance, Michael, and, and that's something you know that I'm sure you get questioned a lot. I get questioned all the time from people. It's like, how do you balance? How do you ba balance your family, your professional life, your work life, while also tending to yourself and self-care? What advice would you give to people when it comes to balance? Is there such thing as balance or... Are there different seasons where people need to find what works for them? What, what's your explanation when it comes to that? So what happens is, first we have to be aware that we, that we need balance and that balance really does uh, enable us to thrive in all aspects of our life, right? And, and again, looking at the various aspects of our life and knowing the importance of each of those aspects, knowing that each of them require time. You know, like one of the examples I always use is when folks are in a relationship, Right, it's you're in a relationship and there's three aspects, three parts of that relationship of where you have to be placing time and energy. One is with yourself, the, other, the second is with your partner, third is with the relationship, mm. right? And, and so it is being diligent. And this is one of the challenges for us is cultivating this way of creating this level of consistency. And that's where most of us are, are missing is that we're missing that ability of being aware that it, this isn't once a week, this is a daily process. And it is something that occurs throughout the day. So balance is always being in check of yourself, right? And so it's really beautiful because you're moving forward, but then as you, as you are tuning in and you're learning about yourself, you can see what's occurring within and you can see how you're responding, reacting, how you're feeling. Um, you know, so we have these vessels, these human bodies, which are amazing, but so often we're not in tune with them. We're disconnected. And, you know, the way that life is right now, it really has us at a heightened state of disconnection. So we're learning how to listen to ourselves, how to tune into ourselves, because this vessel, this, this body is a, a, is an amazing sonar device. And so as once we start learning how to listen to this, we can then go, oh, okay, here's how I'm feeling. 
right? And so we can process our feelings, our thoughts, our emotions. And in all of that, then that's what brings about the balance. Mm. Yeah, I feel like most people are playing an outward game. And, oh my gosh, yeah. And we talk about this a lot during our calls because one of the things that I get value from is you create the space for me to go inward. And when you're able to go inward, you realize that the external is just a reflection of the internal and that most of the things that happen in this human experience are creation based on the internal. Yet most people are trying to change the external, but in reality, we know that that's never going to work until you start shifting within. Right. You, you know, so, you know, I talk about being at peace, right? And so being at peace within, but what does that look like? Mm. What does that feel like? And most of us, again, we're just, we are that isn't part of our daily life, right? So being at peace is literally just being able to be in stillness. And when you're in stillness, you're able to be free of the thoughts, be free of the, what I call the monkey mind, the mind chatter. And, and it's, again, this is a cultivation. So we live subconsciously. And so this is a, about learning how to live in a mindful manner which is a full-time job, right? So we have jobs, all of us have jobs, but the work is us, right? And so this is why it's, it's an ongoing process, minute by minute. Yeah, presence, that's something that I've been <laughs> trying to cultivate, uh, which is challenging, especially in the 21st century. Right. Living in Vegas, you know, it's not like we're in the middle of the Midwest with no city or technology or energy around us. Yeah. And a lot of us, to your point, we do live from a subconscious level and yeah. you know, you could go through your whole day and, and not really be truly present and take anything in around you as cliche as it is, smell the roses. What's some tips, tricks, or practices that people, entrepreneurs, salespeople who are busy throughout the day and they have a lot going on can leverage the ability to be present? Ooh, um, they're so simple uh, th and, and they're so present, but yet we don't see these things such as breathing, our breath. So most of us are chest breathers, and so we're shallow breathers in this because we're just in that upper third of, the, of, of our breathing capacity, so we're not taking full breaths from the diaphragm all the way through. So one of the things is just learning how to breathe. You know, through the course of the day, we are often uh, end up some kind of heightened state, right? Or we're triggered, right? So something is kind of throwing us off balance, off center. And so a practice is when you're feeling something or something's disturbing you, internally take a step back with that breath. So if you can physically take a step back, great. But if you can't, at least mindfully take a step back by taking that breath and so just breathing in and breathing out. Right. And so we learn how to, to really operate with the breath and how the breath can recenter us and recharge us, recalibrate us. The breath is amazing. Uh, and so the breath will also, you know, it stimulates the blood flow. It, um, you know, and so as the blood flow is stimulating, it's, it's oxygenating the brain. And so all of these benefits are happening. So breath is one of those. Another practice that I have everyone do is gratitude, right? And that's something we've talked about just at you know, at length over Highest the years. Highest frequency you can tap right? into. Whew, right, it's just amazing. So just practicing gratitude. And again, it's, you know, so much is occurring right in front of us, but we're not seeing it because we're looking offward into the distance. And so once we start dialing in and tuning in, we start seeing what's right in front of us. And as we start seeing what's right in front of us, we start to realize all the ways in which we are living a life of prosperity and abundance.
right? And, and how that comes about is with gratitude. And so for me, it's gratitude as soon as I open my eyes in the morning, grateful for this new day, right? And then just allow gratitude to unfold through the course of the day. Yeah. And I think everyone knows this on a conscious level, you know, even from an early age, you know, be grateful, you know, your parents yell at you, be grateful and, you know, express gratitude and be appreciative. Why do you think it's such a foreign concept or why do you think it's so hard habitually for people to be able to tap into that to the extent where I have to have a practice where it's something that I do consistently when I wake up in the morning so I can anchor myself into that energy. But most people, they know consciously, hey, I should be grateful. But then when someone cuts them off or they run into uh, some negative situation during the day, immediately they switch back to their baseline of pessimists and negativity. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's like telling someone just change. And it's like, what? And, and, you know, and so you'll get, you know, just a deer in the headlights look when you tell a person to change. Right. Someone will say, well, you know, I want to do something different. And we, and we say, well, just change. What the hell does that mean? Right. So we need to be able to break it down and to see what that really comprises of, because that change isn't something that occurs in that moment. It occurs gradually over time. Right. So and this is why we then have these practices, because it's with these practices that we're able to then start breaking down these habitual ways of seeing life, these habitual ways of thinking, because we're programmed Right. So we're a crystalline body, which is pretty amazing. Right. And so, you know, when, when we really look at this, this is all this is all cellular, which is all DNA. And so everything's stored at the cellular level. So we are, in essence, the most amazing computer chip that's alive. And so everything that we have experienced in our life is stored inside of us. Everything that we have been influenced by and who parents, grandparents, cousins, our community, our families, all of that is our programming and conditioning. And, and we don't even realize, again, operating from the subconscious. So we don't realize that that's how we're engaging in life. right? And so just like when we think that we're seeing with the eyes, we're really not seeing with the eyes. What's happening is all of our other senses are being activated. And in that activation, they are then formulating some something that we are then thinking that we're seeing. So sight from the eyes is literally only 7%. All of it's coming from all of the thought processes that's going on that's conjuring up this image that's being presented to us. Mm, I love that. You know, I'm a big believer in shifting your identity and reprogramming your thoughts. And I think it comes down to being aware, you know, being aware if you don't know if you don't put awareness, if you have these unconscious negative programs that are running ransom in your life and you wonder why you keep getting the same relationship or the same business partner, the same situation, it's because you're continuing to project that into the universe, into yeah. marketplace, God, whatever you believe yeah. in. Therefore, you know, like attracts life, you're going to continue to get that Absolutely. back. Absolutely. So those are our patterns, right? Those are That's the repeating behavior that we will experience until we really start to understand that change is more than just that moment, right? So that moment has to occur, and this is another really key aspect. That moment will occur because it's what I call being pushed by pain, pulled by vision. Something will occur within our life to where it's like, oops, you know, some, some, some aha will occur, some real discomfort will occur. And in that moment, that's when we go, okay, 
I'm ready for a change. So at that point, then we're making a decision. So once we make the decision, then we can start the investigation. And this is what I did some, my gosh, 20 years ago. Was like, okay, I need, I'm, I'm in such pain, I need to just find something because this shit isn't working. And what I say by shit, it's like, so what we do is we self-medicate. And we self-medicate in a number of ways. So big self-medication right now, social media, mm. right? Especially for, you know, all of, you know, you guys that are 20 and 30, yeah. right? And so that's a huge distraction. Free dopamine. Free dopamine. And, and all those programs are intentionally created the way they are so that you're getting those dopamine hits, the colors that are used, the sounds that are used, right? We're here in Vegas. You can look at casinos. All of that is intentional. The scent of the casinos, the temperature, the patterns on the carpets, all of it is intentional, right? Yeah, I I don't know who said this, but I thought it was great when it came to social media. They said, if you're not paying for a product, you are the product. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Social media is, is interesting for sure, especially for my generation, because I think back 20, 25, 30 years ago, my parents, my grandparents, where there was no social media, there was no smartphone, there was no access to other people's lives and all these stimuluses that you can literally click on the, on the, the tap of a button. I feel like back then being able to be present was a lot easier. Being able to be in solitude was a lot easier. I feel like so much of our generation, even myself, I catch this in this comparison cycle where I'm comparing myself to other people's lives. I'm looking at this highlight reel on people's social media and Instagram of what they want me to see. And ultimately it's stealing my peace. It's stealing my joy. And I'm not focused inward because now I'm focused outwards. Can you touch a little bit on how people in this 21st century this information age where there's so much stimuli can figure out a way to tap in, be present, and really not allow themselves to get caught in this monkey race? Well, you know, and that's so interesting in itself because we don't even realize that we're in the monkey race, right? So that's what that's like one of the first steps is to um, just to look at how you're utilizing your time. You know, so someone tells me that they don't have time Right. And and so I immediately ask them, it's like, okay, let's look at your typical day, break it down. Right. If you're spending, you know, three to five hours on something, it's like, okay, is that really, you know, goes back to it's like, are you the product or, you know, <laughs> right? Because that's what happens to us. And so it's it's again, it's it's taking that self-accountability, that self-acknowledgement. And in that then we're able to go, okay. I, I, I'm aware of this, and I'm willing to acknowledge it. I'm willing to own it. And in that then, it's like if, I'm, if I am acknowledging that I am looking to grow my business by X amount or I'm looking to expand it um, and it hasn't happened for three years or five years, why? And so we have to, we have to ask ourselves those tough questions, right? And at the same time, we don't berate ourselves. We we actually find compassion and kindness for ourselves. Hmm. And in doing that, then it's like, okay, all right, Michael, come on, own your shit. What's really going on? Right. And so then that's where we get to start understanding, you know, all of this undercurrent that's actually occurring. I love that. Michael, let's uh let's talk about shamanism a little bit. Okay. Um, I think shamanism in the Western world is very esoteric and, and kind of out there. I think it goes over a lot of people's heads. 
Um, obviously, that's something you practice for, for years and years, decades. Can you tell us a little bit what is shamanism and how could you potentially utilize that philosophy in the modern world? Okay. Um, yeah, so I've been a practitioner of it for 20 plus years. Uh, and, and so there's certain philosophies that I'm really anchored into. Uh, shamanism is one, Buddhism's another. Um, and, and again, these are philosophies, right? And so these then enable me to, to apply these philosophies to life uh, and on a daily basis. Um, and so the way that I look at shamanism is that it is ancient knowledge and earth wisdom. And so what it's enabling me to do is to find these moments within myself where I can find stillness, where I can find harmony within, where I allow myself to be open to receive divine guidance. And you know, our, our scientific world is really interesting because it's trying to figure out all of this that's, that's known and has been known by our ancestors, right? This is knowledge and information that has guided us for thousands of years. And science is still trying to cobble together understandings of it, right? And so it, what it really is, it's, it is allowing yourself to connect into the earth. It's allowing yourself to be aware of your breath. It's allowing yourself to be aware that, that, that we are the planet, right? That, you know, that, you know, think about it, you know, where does, what fills our lungs? right? The air, where does the air come from, right? What, how do we stay um, hydrated? The water, where does the water come from, right? You can look at food and, you know, and so food is what? It's, it's a, a composite of what comes from the earth. And so that is what, it, that is what sustains us and, and provides us our nutrients. So it's, it's enabling us to, to again, dial in and, and understand us beyond this, just this one version of us, because that's the other thing that happens to us. We are so caught up in our own stories. And when we're caught up in our own stories, we're not seeing the big picture. So once we can, you know, get out of the me, 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 or the extreme narcissistic states, right, we can allow ourselves to, to just be, just be. And in that being, we're allowing ourselves to start creating this space where we allow ourselves to to be present and in that presence, then that's when we get to actually hear what's occurring versus the mind chatter versus the external distractions because everything does dwell within us. We have just forgotten that. Yeah, and I think it's intentional. Oh, uh, it absolutely is. <laughs> it absolutely is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think people forget the power that's inside them because they, yeah. they give yeah. their power, um, they give, they give their energy to these external circumstances. And the complicated part about that is if you're putting your power on other people, this is why I'm not doing this, or this is why I'm not that, or this is why I'm in this situation, you're not allowing yourself to have any power to change that right. situation. Right. And yeah. I think it's intentional. It, it is, it's very much so, right? You know, and you can look at that starts with our childhood. Again, you know, how are we being influenced? And, and so the way that we are now at whatever age we are, it's a result of, of all these, you know, past experiences and these prior years of our life has built us to this moment. So, you know, if, if we, you know, if we didn't, most of us didn't come up in a, in a, what I call a mindful household, right? And so that means that instead of us being present and aware, instead we're, we are being present and dealing with all of the beliefs, all of the insecurities, all the traumas, all the fears, all the doubts, 
And, and when we are in that orientation, we don't have clarity. Yeah. Let's talk about spirituality a little bit. Whenever, uh, you know, I describe you, I'm like, you're my spiritual therapist. Um, you know, you create the space um, for me to process certain things or have an objective standpoint. Spirituality is a term that's thrown around a lot, especially in today's woke generation. Yeah. What does spirituality mean to you? And is it the same as religion? Is it different? And uh, how can people use that spirituality in order to progress in their life? Okay, so spirituality and religion are different. And um, this will trigger some people, this next comment, <laughs> uh, because the way that we see reality or, or religion today is that it's a dogma, right? And, and so in, in its pure sense, religion is esoteric. But the way that it is presented and has been since the Roman times, it's, it's very much a dogma, okay? Where spirituality and spiritualism, and, and even that now, I, I really watch how I use that word itself because of, of how spiritualism is now a billion-dollar business. And so a lot of it's being driven by that, right? And so we, we really have to be careful about that part of it. Um, but again, what it really comes down to, it's, it's being aware that, that we are spirit, that we're source, that we are these divine beings, that we, you know, that, that we are in these vessels, these human vessels, but these human vessels have an expiration date. Uh, and once this vessel is done, and once we're done in this lifetime, right, you know, in this journey, and each of us have come here for specific lessons. So... Before we transcend into this human form, we basically create what's known as a soul contract. And so up in the ethers, we create these soul contracts. We go, okay, I will go down in human form and I will have these life lessons. And then we get here and we're going, what the hell did I sign up for? Hmm. Right? Um, and so what happens is in this spiritualism, it is... It is being present with the emotional aspects that are occurring. And so that's what part of Earth School is, is that we're, we're learning about these emotions and how to process these emotions and what do these emotions mean, right? And so those are our life lessons. That's really the, you know, the, the biggest part of this human journey is having these, these exercises, right? So Earth School is the only school where you first... You know, you have the exams, and then afterwards you get to reflect and figure out what the lessons were and, and what the assignment was, mm. right? And so it's like, oh, damn, right? But, you know, again, we have this opportunity to really um, be present as life is occurring versus being reactionary. And so that's how we are most of the time, and that's how we are operating from the subconscious. So when we're being present, instead of being reactionary to things because of our past, and using the past to now engage with this moment. Instead, we're able to be present in this moment and look at this moment and see and and see it for what it is versus our, our hurt feelings and our emotions and our upbringing. Mm. Yeah, that's some deep stuff. And uh, I subscribe to that. I subscribe <laughs> to that philosophy. I, I believe as well that we're here for a purpose. And, um, you know, different... Religions, different ancient tribes believe in, in different things after death. Yeah. Um, I know you subscribe to uh, reincarnation. Can you elaborate a little bit on that philosophy? 
Um, so that goes right back to us being a soul, right? And, uh, and that we have the ability of coming back. And, and, and so part of what all this is, is that this is about raising the collective consciousness. And so you can look at generation after generation. Look at the kids now. They are hardwired to use technology, right? So they're even more hardwired than you are, right? And so I, you know, you know, was been part of technology for 40 years myself, but there was a real learning curve for me. And it was already as an adult where now it's like, you know, a three-year-old's like ordering off of Uber. Yeah. And it's like, what? Right. Um, so all of this is, you know, there's, everything's connected. That's the thing that, that's important to remember. It's all connected. Um, there is no separation with any of this. It is, boy, um, this just gets so deep so quick, right? And so I really try to watch what I what I say and how I phrase it because it is it just goes over people's head. It really does. Um, but it's all very beautiful. That's the that's the beautiful thing about it, right? Is that this is actually a very beautiful journey um, if we're dialed in at that level, right? Because then we're able to live life versus just be. Um, on the hamster wheel, right? And, you know, as we evolve, there might be times that we have to come back in, right? So come back into a human form. And it's because we haven't learned the life lessons. Um, and, you know, and there's many of us that, you know, that we do, we have to come back numerous times. Um, and this is why, you know, we also then learn not to judge people because there are things they are not going to learn in this lifetime. And so we love them as they are, but we maintain boundaries so that wherever they're out of alignment, it doesn't bleed over and affect us, right? But we allow them to, to have their journey as they're to have it because we're not here to save anyone, nor can we save anyone. And it's not for us to try to tell someone what's right and wrong. Yeah, that was a big eye-opener for me the last couple of years. It was realizing that you can't make someone want to do something. You can't want someone to change more than they want themselves to change. And it's tough, and it goes back to attachments, which you can touch on a little bit. I feel like we are so, as human beings, so attached to certain things, attached to certain people, attached to certain things working out the way that we're supposed to. And one thing that I've learned through doing the inner work and tapping more into the spiritual realm of things is at the end of the day, you don't know what's best for you. You have to trust that God, universe, whatever you subscribe to, whatever you believe in, has your best interest. And holding on to attachments, I'm pretty sure it's the, the Buddhism philosophy. I think it was Buddha that says you can't be free until you let go of attachments. It's such a powerful philosophy just to go through life. And a lot of people may read some of these ancient books or maybe hear something that you say on this podcast, and it may go over their head, or they may be like, oh, well, that doesn't apply to me, but it does. Because oh you can take some of these powerful, profound experiences and philosophies and concepts and apply them in your own family, apply them in your own business, apply them in your own in your own personal life, and you're going to get such a high ROI from just living a more conscious, fulfilled, and joyful life. Yeah, it, you really do, right? It, um, it, and it comes down to how am I showing up? Right. And so you've heard, heard me say this numerous times. It's, you know, you know, how's, what's Michael doing when no one's watching him? What's, what's Michael doing when he's not talking to someone? 
you know, when he's not engaging? What is he doing? Because what I'm doing is having an impact and an influence on myself and everyone around me. Um, you know, those that I know, those that I don't know, right? What am I putting out to the universe? It's, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's profound when we really understand it. Yeah, that's the ultimate question. And the way that you know what you're putting out to the universe <laughs> is seeing what you're getting back. Exactly. You know, let's, let's talk a little bit about quantum physics and uh, just energy and law of attraction. Like, these are all these spiritual woo-hoo concepts that maybe five, ten years ago thought was esoteric or you have to take a magical mushroom in order to experience it. But to your point from earlier, science is now backing up a lot of these Eastern philosophies where now you're able to kind of show and match how people's energy and frequencies and vibrations are actually being able to be monitored on some of these scientific advices. Can you explain a little bit on quantum physics and law of attraction and, and energy and how powerful it could be when you start to harness it, to start crafting your life? Uh, it, it is the key to everything, right? It really is. And, and again, the only way that we become mindful operators is by cultivating practices to where we're turning inward and we are being present. And once we start understanding this, then we realize the influence that we have, not only ourself, but again, what we are emitting out because everything is energy, we're energy. So th you think about it, it's, um, okay, let's look at um, love and hate. Love and hate is actually the same energy cord. It's just the, the, the extreme opposites, right? But it's the same, um, happiness and sadness, same energy but just the polar opposite ends. So where are we within this? How are we, how are we operating with the energies, right? How are we, you know, how are we feeling? And again, you know, this is where, you know, we're so disconnected from ourselves. So this is why it's so important that we cultivate practices to where we start connecting into ourselves. And this goes back to breathing. This goes back to gratitude, right? This goes back to the words that we speak. Because the words that we speak are energy, right? The, the, the motions that we take are energy, right? The, you know, the actions that we take are all energy. So energy is, is all of it, and it is how am I being responsible with my energy, right? And then, and then once we can start tapping into that, then we can start picking up other people's energies. And, you know, so when I'm working with people, that's what I'm doing. I am, I'm listening to myself, my own intuition, but I'm listening to the guidance of the universe. And then I'm also tuning into that person and I'm listening to what the, their, her, their human version is saying. So the stories that they are believing. So I'm intaking that, but then I'm also feeling the energy that, that they, they are emitting out because we, we, we speak, but we don't speak in a mindful manner. We really don't. And so I'm also then, you know, literally just being present with the energy that is coming off of them because everything's energy. Yeah. You know, it's powerful. And um, for people that don't realize how important your inner talk is, how important your 
just your enthusiasm, like all the non-tangibles, you know, most people think in my profession, in the sales profession, right? You have to knock a lot of doors or you have to make a lot of sales presentations or you have to read a lot of uh, sales books. Like all that stuff is extremely important, but I would argue what's even more important is the non-tangibles, making sure you're taking self-care, making sure you're increasing your vibration and your frequency and your identity and putting yourself around certain situations and being in aligned and integrity with what you say and, and what you're about. What's some advice that you can give to people that are maybe a little lost right now, Michael? Maybe they're a little lost. Maybe they're buying into the agenda from the news or buying into um, the negativity out here in society and that are trying to find some vision or find some purpose um, in this thing called life, whether it's professional or in their emotional life. What advice would you give to these people? Yeah, so regardless if it's uh, professional life or personal life, start turning off things. Start turning off the devices. Um, chances are we're on our device too much. Um, when you go to bed at night, leave the phone in another room. Um, spend time outside. Actually looking at the stars, looking at the sun. Go for walks. Um, take long showers and just, just breathe as you're taking a shower. Right. So it, it's, it's about us learning how to disengage from all of these distractions because again this is all very intentional as we're driving down the road we are continuously and purposely being overstimulated because in that overstimulation we're not being present and in that overstimulation then it's like it's easy to control us right and so this is what you know we are slowly you know so at one point in time we were like at three percent i think now we're at about four percent of of there being mindfulness of of consciousness because once we start learning how to be conscious, we really can then start uh, um, willingly unplugging from all of these external distractions. So important. Just taking some time, taking a <laughs> breath and just detaching. Like even myself, you know, as I think a high achiever, someone who's out there trying to make things happen, I realize that I'm not my best self if I'm not tending to myself. I'm not my best felt, best self if I'm not getting my solitude on my Sundays, if I'm not doing certain things to recharge, whether that's massages or chiropractor or body work or cold plunges or just doing things to make sure that I am tending to myself yeah. and making sure that I have that self-care. What's some things that you do, Michael, or that you'd recommend, whether it's on the self-care to make sure people are tuning into their own self and their frequency, or any type of ancient medicine or um, things that you do in order to make sure your body is running off of fa uh, maximum optimization? So learn uh, how to set yourself up to be successful. And this is key with entrepreneurs and small business owners. What are you doing for yourself so that you are optimizing your, your potential? And this is investing in yourself. And so everything that you described are forms of self-investment. And I'm a huge advocate on that, right? It, be mindful of what you're drinking, what you're eating, what you're watching, what you're listening to, where you're going, who you're hanging out with, when you're going to bed. Be, uh, cultivate practices of writing. Again, it's moving energy. So speak words of purpose and intention. Also write words of purpose and intention. And um, start this with at the start of the day because the start of the day sets the tone for the day. And so uh, gift yourself, and it really is. This is what, one of the key things we get to learn of gifting ourself um, attention. 
And, and in that attention, we're learning how to love ourselves. We're learning how to be kind with ourselves. We're learning how to, to do things that are for our well-being. Right? We'll, we'll notice that as we start doing this, rather than having an energy drink, we'll drink water. Right? Or we'll, we'll drink um, like fruit juice. So water is great, H2O. A higher pure form of, of liquid is fruit juice. It's actually H3O. And so, again, what am I doing to tend to myself? And do, do things every day, right? Again, there's, there's no shortcuts. Uh, it's not something you do once a week. It, these are daily practices. And so that's what it is with me. These are daily practices. You know, like people will say, man, you're really disciplined. And discipline has come about over time. But what it really is is knowing that if I don't do these things, some way my day is going to be off. Some way I'm going to show up and, you know, some, something is going to not go the way that it could go. And, you know, it is not that, you know, that it's a Pollyanna world, but what it is is that you're allowing yourself to be present with how you're engaging with what's occurring. That's key, right? How am I, how am I engaging with moments of laughter, of sorrow, of life and death, because all of those things are going to happen, right? Like uh, one of the things we are, I think we spoke about a couple months ago is like, you know, life after death, right? Like, what is that? What does that look like? Um, and once we really start understanding life and we start understanding death, then we really start becoming that much more appreciative of life because it's like, man, this has an expiration date. That's why, like, I, you know, if, if you, anyone has the opportunity to watch or listen to people that have near-death experiences, listen to their stories after their near-death experience. They have gone through that transformation moment. That's what, that's what I call push by pain, pulled by vision. Something has occurred. Some light bulb has gone off within them. Something has catalog, uh, just um, crystallized within them to where they now are fixated with some kind of new orientation. So now they have actually have a, a North Star orientation versus just kind of randomly going along. So we don't need to have something um, spectacular or, or, or traumatic happen in our life to find our North Star, but we have to be willing to um, locate our North Star. Yeah, mortality is so, so, so powerful. Law of familiarity, you know, law of familiarity, what what comes familiar is usually taken for granted, whether that's relationships, whether that's living in the United States until you see some crazy stuff going on overseas, whether that's your relationship, your your business, and until you start to think about what it's like not to have that anymore, that's why thinking about mortality, I think, is so powerful. It's something that is not a pleasant thing to think about. Mm -hmm. But if you're able to start putting some energy into it, you start taking the day a lot more serious. Yeah. You start realizing that all these problems you had and all these challenges in the grand scheme of things over 5, 10, 15, 20 years really don't matter. So it starts to allow you to appreciate on a higher level. And this is something that we talk about a lot, Michael. You know, what a, you appreciate appreciates. When you put energy, when you put love, when you put gratitude and all these good feeling emotions into your life, into different circumstances, relationships, and businesses, like attracts like, it's the law of energy, you're going to start attracting more things. I think the challenge with people, I'll talk a little bit about the law of attraction because I think a lot of people have seen the secret and maybe they think it's you sit on your couch and meditate and say, I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire, <laughs> and you know, a million dollars appears. That's obviously not how it works, but to some degree, 
whatever you're thinking about, whatever actions and words and energy that you're putting in over a long enough period of time, by law, you have to attract that same vibrational essence. Can you speak a little bit on that and how we keep using the word mindful, but I think it's important, how important it is to be mindful of the energy you're broadcasting, the thoughts you're thinking, the feelings that you're broadcasting into the ether? Boy, um, isn't it, it's really interesting. Yeah, so, um, you know, law of attractions is, you know, we've, ta- we've spent a pretty substantial amount of time talking about this, of, of what this is and, and how it shows up. Um, and the secret specifically, right? So the secret, um, what that did is that was a, a good door opener because it allowed the masses to have some awareness of like, oh, gosh, if I do something, I can then have an action. But where it came short is was um, I, I want a red I want a red car, I want a red car, I want a red car, right? And so it was good in helping people to cultivate some awareness of doing something, but it's being aware that it is so much more than just an object. It is about, again, how you're showing up in life and that it, there's consistency to it. So gratitude isn't something that you practice once a week. It's gratitude is something that you practice every day of your life because again, it's that, it's that it's that continuation. It is just like I'm breathing, I'm breathing, I'm breathing, I'm breathing. I'm grateful, I'm grateful, I'm grateful. And and it's, you know, so it's again, we're we have a bunch of old programs. And so what we're we're working at multiple levels and we're re- releasing those old programs from the cellular level. We're also now disengaging the neuron connections that are p- between the brain cells that are based on those old programs. So by me practicing, I'm grateful, I'm grateful, I'm grateful, I'm creating new neuron connections between brain cells. So this is why, you know, where we, this transformation occurs and it's a gradual occurrence. And so... You know, this is something else that goes back to patience, right? That we, you know, we can't look for it to happen in this moment. And it can happen in this moment, by the way. But the problem is there's us and our baggage that isn't allowing that full transformation to occur in the moment. So like one of the things that I share with people is, you know, if we were to wake up tomorrow being the full version of what of who we wanted to be, we would literally short circuit ourselves because it would be so dramatically different than what we've been living. Mm-hmm. So this has to be this this gradual process of where this evolution is just occurring on on a gradual basis. You can look at stones in in a in a stream, right? How do they become smooth over time? The water just continuously rippling over them, mm. right? Well said. A couple more questions for you, Michael. We can, uh, you know, I feel like you're you're a uh a gem of knowledge that I just want to keep keep tapping into, but for sake of time, um, let's talk a little bit about the modern entrepreneur. I know you you know work with a lot of uh, small business owners, entrepreneur uh, people out there in the marketplace trying to make a name for themselves. Whether it's a small you know physical business or a digital entrepreneur or someone like myself who's in the the sales direct sales space. I think everyone knows that they should meditate, uh, be kinder, have more EQ, all these non-tangibles because working, at least in my profession, I imagine in any type of entrepreneur space, it's high stress. There's a lot going on. Things are unpredictable. You'd have less control over certain things rather than like a fixed nine to five or something like that. How do we bring in all of this Zen, mindfulness, 
EQ, all of these spiritual practices that we've been talking about it that you teach on to the modern day entrepreneur to help them best navigate some of these rocky waters that they're on? So it's knowing that you're, you will have very limited business success without having personal life success. It, it has to start with, with you, the individual. And this is why, you know, I share with folks is that, you know, their business is just an organic expression of them and it's just going to grow over time and it's going to be refined over time. But all of it's based on the individual, right? So it's, it's that individual of, again, you know, what are you watching? What are you listening to? Who are you hanging out with, right? How, how are you living your life? It's... Um, it's it's interesting because one of the things that's interesting is people think boredom is a bad thing. Boredom is a wonderful thing because boredom is that you're allowing yourself just to not be preoccupied. You're just giving yourself time, right? And in giving yourself that time, you know, again, there's just discoveries that are occurring. Um, being, being open, right? And so this is really key is uh, people being coachable. And in that coachability, it's, it is that you're not stuck in your ego, that you are open to input, you're open to suggestions. You are in this realization that, man, it's like, I'm doing good, but I have so much more to give, right? I have so much more to accomplish. It's coming to the understanding that it's all bigger than us, right? So what we're doing, you know, it, and that's why I love working with folks like you. It's like, you know, we're we are living in a way to where we are being in service. We're sharing our gifts. We're sharing our knowledge. We're, sh we're sharing, uh, we're being in service and sharing who we are for the betterment of all. Mm. Perspective. That's been Oof. my word of the week. Perspective, I believe, is everything because Man. two tragic incidents could happen to two different people, yeah. the same exact situation, and two people, based on their perspective, can have completely different outcomes and results based on that experience that happens, which shows me it's not the it's not the wind you know the the wind as uh Jim Rohn talks about he talks about you know it's not the 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 blowing of the wind that ends up determining where we go. It's how we set our sail. It's how we adjust. It's how we respond, how we adapt to what is happening to us. But it takes mindfulness. It takes awareness. It takes consciousness. It takes doing the inner work because when that negative situation happens or that positive situation happens, depending on where you're at in your work, your inner work will depend on how you respond. And based on that response, law of action, right? Every action has an equal reaction and that's where you're going to end up. Yeah. Like one of the things I always mention is, um, you know, we, we have our character traits and a character trait that's, that is really vital that we cultivate is adaptability because every day is a brand new day, which is exciting because we have the opportunity to experience and learn something new every day. We also have the opportunity of then being present with whatever is going to occur in the day, be it good and bad. And so we actually come to the understanding is like, it, is it good and bad or is it just occurring? Yeah. And, and when we, and it's just occurring, it's like, okay, that's interesting. All right. What do I need to do? Pivot, right? Keep on going. Mm. Right. I love it. Uh, Michael, in, in wrapping up, I have uh, one more question for you. If the Michael Rojas 
today could give the Michael Rojas, you know, a few decades ago in the software space, you know, focused on the grind, but not so much focused on on the inner peace and the Zen and everything that you've learned over the last couple decades with the ancient arts. What advice would you give your former self? I love this question because it's something that I do think of. And um, and I'm going to step a little bit bigger than that. Um, this is really about us learning how to be the parents that we never had, be the, the mother that we never had, the father that we never had. You know, we could have had wonderful parents, but again, they lived their journey, and so they imprinted us with their journey, right? And so, you know, we really get to be those role models for ourselves. So that's one thing is understanding that. And then immediately with that is, you know, for myself, if I'm looking at the Michael when he first got into the corporate world, it's it would be to um, be kind with yourself, right? To, to, to be present, to be receptive, um, you, you know, and I'd have to elaborate just so much because those words, you know, just, it's just like, you know, just change, right? And, and you know, what that, what does that actually look like? What does that actually be, mean? And, you know, and that really does come down to, you know, how, am, how are you perceiving life how are you engaging in life? What is the quality of your life? So absolutely quality of life. Right? Mm. And, you know, and so, you know, now that's why, you know, the folks I work with, it's really about create the balance in life, right? It's, it's great to make a million dollars, but, you know, where are, you know, what is, what is sustaining you in life? Where, what is it that you, what is your purpose in life? Who is it that you love? Who loves you? Because um, at the end of the day, when we go back to spirit form, the only thing we're taking with us are our memories. That's it. Can't take the stuff with you. Oof. The Egyptians tried. It didn't work out well. <laughs> it didn't work out well. <laughs> <laughs> well said, man. Well, Michael, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Absolutely, it man. was uh, It was awesome. Um, having you share your your wisdom and, and secrets of the universe. So yeah, I appreciate yeah, you, man. Yeah. Where can uh, some of the audience find you if they're looking to get connected? Um, Facebook, Instagram. So Unicorn Life School uh, is one of the uh, businesses. Other business is Drumbeat of Life. Uh, third business is um, Conscious Business Services. And then the fourth one that's rolling out is um, Shifting Paradigms and Perspectives. And so that one I'm really excited about because that one's just head on into quantum physics. Mm, I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Absolutely, man. Absolutely, man. Guys, hope you uh, tuned in. This is definitely one you're going to rewind and uh, play a few times. But thank you guys so much. We will see you guys on the next episode. As always, be great.